sunshine, bitches. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. You guys, today, as you can tell, today is a single mom episode. I'm in my single mom era, unfortunately, for this one episode tonight. Uh, Jimmy is currently at, get this, he's at a chicken parm party for his, like, workplace, I guess? I don't really remember how this came to be. I think him and one of, like, the co-workers that he works with was like, ooh, we should have, like, a chicken parm party. And then it elevated to being like, ooh, not only will we serve chicken parm, we're gonna have, like, shots of, like, marinara with, like, chicken skewers and, like, I don't know. It, or maybe there was vodka involved somehow in the marinara shots. I don't know. Either way, right now he is <laughs> on a Monday night, no less. I don't think they're actually drinking. But on a Monday night, he is at the chicken parm party. Um, but you know what? Something about this feels right. I feel like, you know, last week we got a lot of couple energy from the uh, proposal episode. And now I I'm going back to my roots. My roots were me recording at this desk alone. I used to shut Jimmy in the bedroom and make him wear noise-canceling headphones because I didn't want him to hear because I just... I don't know. I hadn't, like, fully developed my, like, podcast voice yet, so I, like, wasn't sure if I wanted anyone else listening. Like, I wanted to talk uninhibitedly. And so here I am. It's back to my roots. Jimmy's not here. It's just me and Ellie having a girls' night tonight. So anyways, I hope that you guys are having a great Tuesday morning or whenever you guys are listening to this, wherever you guys are. Hope you guys are having a good day. And without further ado, let's get into the hot girl huddle. Hit it, editing Connie. <laughs> Alrighty, you guys, first things first, we have our healthcare horoscope tarot cards of the week. It almost doesn't feel right having Jimmy not here to criticize our decision to do these cards. But I don't know, let me guys, let me know what you guys think because I think personally that this is really fun. Um, okay, obviously for any of you guys out there, if anyone is like a super intense tarot card reader, you guys know this is like not really based, like me reading them, I acknowledge that I'm not, like, I don't have the talent or the skill or anything like that. This is more just, like, a fun way to get you guys involved and to think about our week ahead. But, yeah, I, I totally acknowledge I am not a talented tarot card reader. However, I should go see my girl because I, I think I'm, like, due to have a reading. <laughs> I had one, like, I think almost six months ago, and then I had one six months before that. So I'm like, wait, is this a thing now? I, I, like, mentioned in the last episode, I'm like, do I see a tarot card reader instead of a therapist now? By the way, I'm also, like, kind of kidding. I, I do support therapy, obviously. <laughs> Let me pick the card of the week for August 29th. God, how is it already September this week? That is insane. Oh, also, stop what you're doing right now. If you guys are listening, please uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Someone left an amazing review last week, and it totally made our week. I was, like, reading the review over and over to Jimmy. Um, yeah, stop what you're doing right now. Please, someone leave a review. Thank you. Okay, card of the week. All righty, let's see. We have the five. Let me Google what this is. Okay, so it's actually the five of wands reversed. Hmm. Jimmy, are you proud of me? See, he's not even going to listen to this episode because that's that's just him. But um, he should be proud of me that I admitted to you guys that it was reversed. Because since he's not here and keeping me accountable, I totally could have pretended like this was not reversed. Anywho, the five of wands reversed suggests that you are facing internal conflict and on, are unclear on where you stand on important issues. You have others around you who have strong views about what you should do, and this is creating an enormous amount of tension and disagreement. Just when you think you have a clear perspective, someone challenges you on it, or you discover 
discover new information and you change your standpoint again. If that's not me, I'm like so indecisive. Um, not on like a lot of big things, but like in the grocery store, that's why it takes me like an hour to get out. But anyways, know that there is no right answer and someone will disagree with the path you choose. So find the option that sits best with you. Align your head and your heart to discover a sense of peace within yourself. Ooh, wait, I feel like this is kind of relevant for me because like I'm a D4. I'm trying to choose like where I want to live and where I want to work and what type of a job I want to you know, work in. And at this point, I'm kind of like so up in the air. I like need to start making some decisions. But I feel like that's that's helpful, I guess, to know that I don't but I should. Anyways, <laughs> um, the five of wands reverse can suggest that you have the tendency to avoid conflict whenever feasible. Hmm, interesting for today's topic, actually, the villain era, but um, you may find that any tension makes you feel uneasy and you wish it could just go away. The trouble, however, is that in doing this, you're pushing some of your concerns to the side without dealing them or dealing with them or starting your point of view. Some conflict can be useful, particularly if it's constructive and draws out the underlying issues in a way that then generates a better solution. The Five of Wands reverse is like a sigh of relief after a struggle. Oh, wait, this is good. Wait, all of a sudden, this card sounded kind of negative, but then all of a sudden they want to make a positive. Interesting. You are no longer up against so much competition and can just be. On a more personal level, you've worked through your anger and hostility and feel more secure in your relationships. You do not have to prove yourself anymore. I do have like an anger and hostility issue. It's so funny. I mean, it's like not funny. Uh, this goes back to things I should be discussing with a, ther with a therapist. Um, anyways, you guys, Five of Wands reverse they said it sounds like a sigh of relief i think that's a good sign and we're just gonna take it and i hope that you guys find some sort of meaning from this anyways next up is the i asked you answered and then we discussed at length on this podcast Alrighty, you guys so this week for the i asked you answered and then we discussed at length on the podcast segment i asked you guys what are your lucky superstitions so I asked partially because I feel like superstitions, feeling lucky, feeling empowered, that kind of has to do with the theme of today's episode of main character villain energy. But for me personally, I've discussed this a little bit last week, seeing ladybugs is like a superstition that I always believed in. Like if you see a ladybug, it's good luck. Also the night before a big exam or competency, <laughs> I'll take so I have these three crystals um normally I keep them charging in this cute little crystal dish but the night before like big things like board exams um stuff like that I'll keep them by my bed or I'll make a little like charging loop shrine with my charger like I'll, I'll charge the I'll put the charger into the wall and then I'll like line the charger with the three crystals so just to give you guys a little background in case any of you guys are interested in buying crystals for yourself I have the first crystal I ever got was called a lapis lazuli and that's for wisdom and clarity and then I got a citrine which is for good luck and prosperity and then my third one is a carnelian for courage and bravery and I feel like this combo this like holy trinity of like wisdom citrine and carnelian wait I also have like this is kind of embarrassing I also have like a ritual where I like literally like hold the crystal in my palm and i like say out loud what it's for it's kind of jokingly because usually jimmy's there to watch me but i'll literally be like i feel like the intro of like the avatar the last airbender where i'm like fire water earth like i'm like creating a spell around my like freaking like loop charger but i'll be like lapis lazuli for wisdom citrine for good luck and prosperity carnelian for courage like it's like this whole ass like ritual so anyways um that's what i do <laughs> i also have a pair of lucky socks that okay i wasn't sure if i was gonna like mention this to you guys but since you guys are my podcast we're just gonna keep this here okay this stays between the pinchers okay um so I have a lucky pair of socks. You guys already know where this is going. I have to admit, you guys, that 
at first it started at a it started out as a joke. Do you want year that I'm not gonna wash them because like I don't want to wash the luck away, right? But you see, <laughs> you guys are gonna roast me so hard now. I just I don't know. Listen, it's not hurting anyone if I don't wash these. Okay, they don't smell. I only wear them like once in a while on these big days. Okay, I just like really believe in it now and I'm in too deep to wash them so at this point I might as well just like maybe not wash them I don't know <laughs> until I'm done with dental school at least like oh god you guys are definitely gonna roast me for this one but and I know it's gross but at this point I just really like can't mess with the juju like the good juju in them so I hope you guys can understand you know part of this episode I talk about being a villain is setting boundaries so the villain the boundary I'm setting as my own villain is you guys need to just accept the fact that I'm not going to wash my lucky socks because I don't want to mess with the luck. Anyways, moving on. Now let's talk about the weird things that you guys do, okay? You guys aren't... I'm not the only one out here with these weird things. So this one made me laugh. This person said, I don't wear a bra for big important written exams. (laughs) And I don't know why. It just made me laugh. Thank you so much for submitting that. Anytime, by the way, anytime any of you guys submits anything, it makes my day. So keep submitting them. So you know, like, thank you. I should message you guys individually. Thank you for submitting. But anyways, this one made me laugh just because I was like, okay, no bras. Okay. (laughs) So that, yeah, no bras for big written important exams. Sorry for any guys that don't wear bras. Number two, this one also made me laugh. I, I don't understand how it works. However, I'm with you, girl. Like, we don't have to understand how it works. It just works. Okay. So she said, drinking a small shot of orange juice before taking an exam. It works. IDK. Um, yeah, you know what? She said it works, IDK. It works. So I want to try that. Next, someone said they kiss their fingers and touch the roof of the car while they're driving through a yellow light. This is interesting. I feel like this might be a thing. I might have heard it somewhere, but I've definitely never done it. Um, which is interesting because I do run a lot of yellow lights. (laughs) So maybe I should start doing that. Who knows? Uh, other people said making a wish at 11.11 and lucky numbers. I too really believe in numerology. I mean, like this podcast was launched on 2-2-2-2-2, February 22nd, 2022. <laughs> I forget if I was crazy and literally made the published time 2-2-2-2. But yes, I'm with you. I believe in the lucky numbers and all that. Part of it, I've been seeing them a lot, like in the last, I want to say like two years or so, ever since like Mm, yeah, the last like two or like one and a half years, I've been seeing like repeating numbers everywhere more so than I have my whole life. I'm not sure if it's because I'm like focusing more on it now. So I don't know. My friend Melissa from pharmacy school claims that she's like always seen them. And I was like, well, aren't you lucky? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Are Have you guys like always seen them since you were young? I don't know. For me, it's been more of like a recent like year and a half, two years kind of thing. Uh, last but not least, someone said they have matching undies and bra, which I fully support. I think that's a great idea. I have to buy some. My problem is that I'm such a bargain hunter that the only bras I ever let myself buy are, like, from Target if they're on sale, and I feel like usually they don't have a matching set. So, like, maybe when I graduate dental school or, like, from, I don't know, my birthday or Christmas, or maybe I should just do this because I'm a grown-ass adult that needs to have a matching set. Um, yeah, I should do this myself. I should go and get myself a matching pair of bras and undies. Anyways, that's all I have this week for the I Asked You Answered, and then we discuss at length on the podcast. Next is Spit Talk. You know what I just realized after I did that segment? I feel like I really missed out on a career in auctioning because of, like, how fast I can talk. Like, it's really funny because everyone's always told me I talk really fast. That's just because I think really fast. Like, my brain 
constantly works at a mile a minute, um, which is like sometimes not that helpful. But I think I really missed out in a career in auctioning um, or rapping. Mm, no, I have no sense of rhythm. Mm, maybe not rapping so much. What's another career where I really could have made it by talking fast? I guess I really could have done well with like any sort of other like fast sales. But yeah. Anyways, this week for Spit Talk. So I just wanted to share with you guys a little bit about this past weekend. Um, oh my gosh, wait, I forget if I mentioned or not, but like being at school has been incredible. The amount of people like coming up to congratulate on my like engagement was just so sweet. So if anyone is listening from school, just thank you so much. And for all of you guys on Instagram that reached out, so sweet of you guys. So anyways, this weekend I went to, there's these things called like these corporate dentistry recruiting events. For any of you guys that aren't in dentistry and don't know, this was new to me. Like I never got this kind of stuff in pharmacy school, which we really should. But basically when you're a fourth year dental student, these big companies like Aspen Dental, Heartland Dental, um, Dental Dreams, like all these dental DSO chains is what they're called, uh, start coming to your school and they let people in your like school organizations know like, hey, we're, we're throwing this free brunch. We're going to let you eat whatever you want, like order whatever you want at this restaurant, throw drinks at you, spoil you like kings. And it's like the best thing ever. Um, I don't have to do anything at all personally. Like all I do is show up. I don't have to sign anything. They just like tell us a little bit about their company there. But like they really don't like push it too much. Like all you do essentially is just ask questions and talk shop. Like if you want, you can talk contracts with these people. So yeah, basically I freaking adore these. (laughs) Some of my friends went on this awesome paid trip to Miami for a whole weekend just for this event like they throw they threw them like poolside parties you can learn cool CE type stuff you can like order whatever you want because it's on them like they just put you on this amazing glorious pedestal before they crush your soul and then absolutely crush your spirit by overworking you what just kidding I actually know a lot of people that felt like corporate dentistry was a good fit for them I guess the only way that I can maybe somewhat explain it it's not really that similar but it's kind of similar in comparing like going to work for like a CVS or a Walgreens after versus going to work for like an independent pharmacy I guess that's the closest pharmacy comparison I can draw to it um in the sense that you know like a lot of people say like corporate dentistry the lifestyle can be tough if you're really if you're in an office that really overworks you or like as a new grad it's intimidating because like maybe your skill level isn't quite at the level they need you to produce yet and like they they dictate like a lot of stuff sometimes for you I guess but I think it really depends on the person because for a lot of people too, corporate dentistry is actually a really good option depending on like the location and the people that work there. I myself am actually, I'm open to doing corporate dentistry myself because I think it could potentially give me a lot of benefits. Like some offer free CE courses, which is huge. Like since I want to go straight to work without a residency, these free CEs normally cost thousands and thousands of dollars. So it's a good way to just like expand my toolkit of what I can do for my patients. You learn how to get a lot faster if you're kind of just like thrown into it, you know, and some places say that they offer mentorship. I don't know too much personally about the mentorship portion, um, but I do want to talk to and like hear from more people that did corporate dentistry because I feel like depending on it, you you just hear a lot of like mixed results. So I just want to see like what would be best for me. Anyways, uh, the point of this story was not that. The point is I had so much fun at this brunch. The mimosas were flowing. The blue Gatorade was flowing after, but it was just really fun. And I had a lot of fun with my friends. And sometimes I think I, I'm just someone that takes, like, school and my career a little too seriously sometimes. And, like, for example, like, I'll stay in, most of the time I'll stay in on a Friday night instead of going out with my friends just to, like, work on this podcast or to catch up on my Coco Floss work. And I just know someday I'm going to look back on this time and just be like Connie. Like, don't be so serious. Don't rush this part of your life. Just go out with your friends and have a good time because you'll never get this time back. 
and yeah so i just i had a lot of fun at this brunch event and i just want to consciously be better about just enjoying this last year of dental school so yeah anyways that is all i have this week for spit talk now let's get on into the main episode Alrighty, you guys, welcome to the main episode for this week. So today, I wanted to do an episode for those of you guys out there, um, and for those times in life... eh, Sorry, I just had to reposition myself. My foot was starting to fall asleep. Where was I? I want to do this episode for those of you guys where you feel like life is running you instead of you running your life. So essentially, this episode is all about getting your shit together. This reminds me of how whenever we're walking Ellie and she freaks out, like, barking or pulling because she sees another dog or bike, Jimmy and I sing this song to Ellie, you know, the, like, this is how we do it song. (laughs) So we do that, except we do, get your shit together, and then we go, get your shit together. (laughs) The more off-tune, the better, I promise. Um, So yeah, anyways, today is for you to get your shit together. So... We all know that feeling when it feels like we're like not in control of anything. You're just waking up, doing the thing, going to bed, and then repeat, right? You're just like maybe living for the weekend when you can get a crumb of rest. So, you know, there's no like pizzazz or purpose in what you're doing. Maybe you feel uninspired or you're like forgetting or messing up on things you normally don't. So consider this as this as this. Why can't I say this? Consider this episode on, you know, like how to do a reset of sorts. And so basically what inspired me to have this convo with you guys is that there's been a lot of talk on, you know, TikTok and social media about the whole main character energy thing. I, myself being the grandma that I am, I thought it was a good thing this whole time, (laughs) but maybe I'm behind on the times because now I was doing like research on this. The idea is that main character energy is on the outs, I think. I'm sorry for any up-to-date people that this is not brand new information for, but for anyone that needed to know, um, yeah, apparently people are saying that main character energy can be toxic because then it promotes narcissistic tendencies and it's bad because it makes everyone else side characters. But I'm kind of like, why can't we just enjoy the good part of being main characters? Like, why can't we all just be main characters? I don't know what's wrong with that. But anyways... I still wanted to talk about the good parts of being main characters, but there's a new term in town, okay? There's a big bad new term in town, and that is called entering your villain era. Yes, yes, to the to the Ursulas out there, to the Mojo Jojos from Powerpuff Girls. The time is now, Mojo Jojo, to be your own best bad villain. Wow, saying Mojo Jojo, saying Mojo Jojo, Mojo Jojo. Why do I say it like that? I feel like I say Mojo Jojo, like... <laughs> I can't even control it, you guys. It's kind of a little bit scary. Like, it just flows off my tongue so fast. Like, I can't control it. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Wait, can someone else try saying Mojo Jojo? Okay, there we go. Can someone else try saying Mojo Jojo right now and let me know if, like, you get carried away into it, like, carried out to sea with the Mojo Jojo, or if you can just say it normally. I think it's because, like, growing up, I had a slight stutter. So when I say Mojo Jojo, oh, God, I have to try so hard. When I say it, my brain thinks I'm stuttering and like it reverts back and tries to like stutter it. I don't know. I've gotten over my stutter since then, but for anyone that also has a stutter, know that you're not alone. I, I have it too. Um, where was I going with this? Okay, so basically, <laughs> you might be thinking, you know, like what exactly is this vil- this villain era? And essentially, it's kind of funny because it's actually like not that villainous. It's kind of like completely normal things that honestly, like really we're not asking for that much. Like I think society just brainwashed women in particular into thinking we had to be like submissive or if not submissive, constantly positive and just like go with whatever society says. So essentially the villain era is all about one, setting boundaries, 
two, getting your own internal validation, and three, rejecting people-pleasing. So that's why I thought this would be the perfect conjunction for this episode all about, like, reclaiming your power, getting your spark back, and getting your shit together. Because these are all really important and tangible things that help you when you have to get your shit together again. So first things first, let's start with the main character aspect of things, like the positive side of main character energy. The first way, this is a fun little activity that you and I can do together. The first way to claim your main character energy back and get your shit together is, let's just do this brain dump really quickly together. Write down all the things that you've been putting off and dreading. You know what I mean. So like write down those doctor appointments you have to make. Write down the people you have to email back and write down the things you have to reschedule. Write down the friends and family you have to text back. Like even like the smallest things, like someone texted you back and you forgot to check in on them and see how they're doing. Write that down. Now pick just one just one of those things for yourself to do and give yourself a deadline to do it within an hour or two from when you're hearing this podcast now. I know that sounds like a lot, especially if you're driving and you're going to be driving in the next hour, but whatever. Like plan to have this one task due in like the immediate hour, two hours. I promise you, just by doing that one little task that takes probably less than five minutes, you're going to feel better. And if anything, it's going to have the snowball effect on the rest of your day. And you're going to feel like you actually want to get more done. You know how like people say that making your bed in the morning is a good habit because it gets you started for the day. Just think of these little simple tasks as the productivity equivalent of making your bed and like throughout the week, just like chip at this list. Also, it doesn't matter if you only did one thing from the list this day or like if you did like a whole list in one day. Actually, it kind of does matter. So I know if you do the whole list in one day, treat yourself because you deserve like a whole ass like Starbucks drink or something because that's impressive. But anyways, I digress. It doesn't matter necessarily how much you get done in one day. The point of this activity is just like getting these little tasks out of your head and then onto a paper and then getting these done helps you from feeling weighed down. It gives you a sense of freedom. And most importantly, to feeling like a badass main character and getting your shit together, it gives you that control back and it puts that pep in your step back and it'll make you feel like you want to keep having your shit together again. Get your shit together. Anyways, number two for this main character energy revamp. I'm plucking some of these ideas from my Romanticizing Your Life podcast. It's a couple episodes before this. If you haven't already taken a lesson, please do. But basically something to keep in mind is that life is totally just a silly little story we tell ourselves, okay? That's that's literally it. Yes, things happen to you, but how you react to them, what you take away from life, and what really makes up life is the narrative you make up in your head. So, for example, oh, someone breaks up with you in a shitty way, are you going to tell yourself the narrative that people always hurt you, people are out to hurt you, everyone in your life always leaves? Or are you going to tell yourself that you met someone with their own set of problems and how they chose to end it is a projection of their own issues? And now you're free to move on with your life and find the right person. I don't know. Both stories, you could say the truth because like, who am I to tell you that it's not the truth? Like, that's your truth. But do you see how different these two different like stories you tell yourself, like how different your life would be if you told yourself scenario two instead of scenario one? That's kind of the idea is that if you're currently unhappy with where you are in life, not even unhappy, just not happy, <laughs> feeling like not fulfilled or missing something or a, not feeling a connection to the life you're living. If you're feeling like life is running you instead of you're running your life, change that narrative. And it's literally as simple as that. A funny thing happens where like once you tell yourself this narrative about who you are and where you're going, and like once this narrative starts to change from like a negative space to a more positive space, then you start wanting to do things differently. Like you start thinking of ways to actually become the person you're telling yourself who you are. And it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. 
So this is an example. Um, this is kind of a dumb example, I guess, but tonight I had the biggest craving, you guys, for Chick-fil-A. All I wanted, oh god, as I'm telling the story, I want it now. Um, all I wanted was a spicy deluxe chicken sandwich with waffle fries and a Diet Dr. Pepper. I know what I'm having for dinner tomorrow night, Jimmy. Um, just kidding. Anyways, I wanted that Chick-fil-A order so bad today at like 4 p.m. But then I stopped and I told myself, I know I'm just going to feel crappy after because fast food always makes me feel sluggish. And I knew I had to record this podcast and I had to like, you know, get some shit done. Uh, And I told myself I wanted to be healthy. I have so many groceries in my fridge. Like we just went to Trader Joe's. So as I was walking, I started to like lightly gaslight myself (laughs) in a positive way uh into thinking i wanted a salad i was like you are someone that likes cooking at home connie like hypnotizing myself cooking at home relieves your stress and you can put on a podcast while you chop these fresh crispy vegetables it's gonna taste so good (laughs) i don't know why my hypnotizing voice is so monotone but yeah i was like convincing myself on this walk and then slowly but surely that story started sounding good. Like on the walk home from Walking Jimmy, I started looking up inspiration for the kinds of salads I wanted to make. It went from just me telling myself the story to me seeing videos and pictures of salads on Instagram and Pinterest. I was like, ooh, that one looks actually pretty good. I could go for that one. Before I knew it, I had completely forgotten about the extra crispy, spicy chicken deluxe Chick-fil-A sandwich. Now I feel like they should be paying me for an ad. Uh, Anyways, by the time I walked through the door, I was like excited to make this crispy, crunchy, delicious salad that I literally... It's just crazy that the hour before, I was so ready to order something from Chick-fil-A or McDonald's, um, and I ended up being so happy with the results. I literally cannot stop talking about this salad, you guys. Quick plug for this salad. Just give me one second. I promise you it's just going to be one second. Anyways, you guys have to try this. So I chopped up fennel really, really thinly, and then I added thin slices of green apple. So it's thinly chopped fennel, which tastes... If you guys haven't had it, it's amazing. It's like a little bit like star anise, or it's like... I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just delicious. Thinly sliced, crispy, juicy fennel with thinly sliced, crispy, juicy green apple with thinly sliced shallots. And then the dressing is where the magic happens. The dressing is Dijon mustard with a squirt of honey. So essentially honey mustard. Dijon mustard, honey, olive oil mixed together with an acid of some sort. I wish, I swear this would have been so much better if I had lemon. Instead, I used rice wine vinegar, whatever you have on hand, some form of acid. I think that was it. Oh, and then I added um, spicy red pepper flakes. Whisk that all together. This dressing is like creamy from the Dijon. Like the Dijon gives it body and like umami and like the oil makes it fatty. But then also it's like sharp because you get like the acid and then it's sweet because of the honey and then spicy. It's just like crispy, spicy, juicy, uh, sweet. It's like every sensation. It's so good. Um, Again, this is what happens when Jimmy's not here to monitor my podcast. Where was I? Is Jimmy my dance mom now? Anyways, okay, that's kind of what I mean, where your thoughts and the narrative you tell yourself really, like, dictate your actions, and then that dictates your thoughts. So now for my salad example, I had a great experience with the salad where I can confirm to my subconscious, like, yes, I'm a healthy person that likes healthy food and is consistent and saving money by cooking at home. It's like I'm, like, reaffirming the identity that I want to have. So if you tell yourself negative things about yourself, you'll look for evidence for that. Whereas if you tell yourself positive things about yourself, you'll also look for evidence for that. So just make your actions align with the evidence that you want for a positive life. 
Along the same lines, this is where it kind of becomes like romanticizing your life, but having, for example, like a new favorite scent you put on when you go out, or a new shampoo to use when you shower, a new like accessory, like shoes or bag or whatever, is not so much like the monetary like niceness of new things, it's more like just recreating the character that you want to be that can put such a big pep in your step, especially when you're in a slump. Last but not least, I just feel like a big flaw that comes with the whole main character energy thing is that the main character term makes you think that you have to have like a solid plan and know exactly what you're doing and where you're going like the heroes that you see on tv when in reality like no one really knows exactly what we're doing or where we're going so i don't think you should put that pressure on yourself to have like a hero's journey or story arc and like don't tell yourself like oh i could never be that main character like Susie in the movies or like Susie at school because like I don't have a story like her, I don't have a sense of direction like her, because, like, we're really all just, like, we don't really know what we're doing. (laughs) So wherever you are in your life is where you're meant to be, and you just have to let where you are right now be what it has to be. Let me repeat that again. I love that. Like, this is one of my favorite quotes. Let where you are right now be what it has to be. If you're struggling and trying your best in school, just let the season be what it's meant to be. If you're having a lull in your career and you're unsure of what the next step is, let the season be what it needs to be. There is no rush to, you know, like rush the timeline faster or slower, like just let things be how they are. And that's what's most main character of all, in my opinion, is acknowledging that I might not have all the answers. I might not know where the hell I'm going, but I trust myself enough to know that the story is going to turn out great because I am the main character. So repeat that to yourself however many times you have to. I trust myself enough to know that my life is going to turn out amazing because I'm the main character. Anyways, everyone, get on your Mojo Dojo hats. We're going to go back on our villain bullshit. So villain era, like I said, is all about setting boundaries, getting your own internal validation and rejecting people pleasing. So first things first with setting boundaries, I actually made an entire episode all about this. It came out on April 26th. I had to look it up. But basically, the whole episode is all about setting boundaries and protecting your peace. I kept saying it like that, if I recall correctly. Go check out that one for a more in-depth discussion. Um, But yeah, so one thing I wanted to note, when I started thinking about the villain era and things like setting boundaries, setting boundaries, one thing to keep in mind is that people honestly might not like your villain era. The good ones will. The, the good ones in your life will support it and they'll see the growth in you and they'll want that inner villain to flourish, that cutie little inner villain. But the toxic ones, the ones that kept you in your previous state and made you feel held back whether you knew it or not, those people will be mad when you start to enter your villain era because maybe they liked how things were before. Oftentimes when you enter your villain era and set healthy boundaries, you might be in like these situations or these like partnerships, these relationships that are not as equal or healthy as they should be maybe you're giving your friend 150 percent and they're not really considering your life at all and just like using you as a sounding board or like only reaching out to you when it's convenient for them maybe they're gonna like the old you and the like the old dynamic that you guys had because as unequal or unhealthy it was for you it served them and that's like the hard pill for people around you to swallow Just like I said how we tell ourselves a narrative about our own lives, guess what? We also tell ourselves a narrative about other people and their lives. So it's easy for someone that depended on the old you to tell lies to themselves, essentially, um, about things that make their ego ego feel better. So they're telling themselves, like, oh, they've changed, or like, oh, they're so obsessed with this or that now. Like, they, like, whatever. And here's the thing. Here's the even harder pill to swallow. I actually, I saw this in an Anna Akana video one time on YouTube, and I totally agree with her. I think maybe we've all felt this way to some extent before, if we're being completely honest with ourselves. The idea is that 
it's actually sometimes a little hard to see other people grow. Sometimes it feels great and you feel so happy for them and all that, but then sometimes, if we're being honest, it's hard to see other people grow and not see it as like a slight personal attack to yourself if you feel stuck or if you're in a bad place because basically you watching it and watching them get to a better place is scary because it shows that it is possible. It's scary because it acknowledges that it's possible, but there's a lot of work that you're going to have to put in to, you know, be better. It's Bettering yourself is hard work but it's possible. And that's why it's scary is because it's easier to yourself to just bury your head in the sand and not change yourself because you want to stay in your comfort zone and you want to stay with what's comfortable to yourself. Like it it is scary to your ego to be like, oh shit, like we could change, but that's so much work, you know? Like you're like, ah, never mind. I'll just like stay myself. So with all this in mind, this might be some of the reasons why people don't like you when you enter your villain era and set better boundaries. But I mean, like the next session section of this is all about why you shouldn't care if people like you or not. Anyways, you're not responsible for how these people react to boundaries, but you're very much responsible for setting these to begin with and just know that the right people will support you when you enter this villain era. If anything, they'll support you setting better boundaries. So the second part of entering your villain era, obtaining internal validation. So I have a funny story. I chatted about this on my Instagram story, and I also discussed it with a past episode with Joyce the Dentist. Uh, Go check out that episode with her if you haven't already. Wow, I'm just like really plugging all of my past episodes today. But basically, it's just really funny how so many years of training for me to become a dentist has to do with details that no patient would ever notice nor care about. Like, I'm sure it's the same thing for a lot of professions out there. Like, we've been out here breaking our back, working on things that like no patient cares about. So basically, I'll be like hyping myself up during a filling. I'll be like, oh my god, this is like so good, Connie. Like, wow, you're you're doing this so fast. This is so good. It's all working out. And then at the end of the procedure, all the stuff comes off. I hand the patient the mirror and I'm like this excited little Disney princess. I'm like, so like, what do you think? And then I'm like, do we do we like this? Do we love it? Is it everything you wish for and more? And then they'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, okay, um, don't, don't you love the shade we picked? Isn't it, like, such a match? And, like, don't you love how I incrementally applied the composite and beveled the surface as to have a nice blending effect? And then they're like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, hmm, okay, um, let's see, uh, okay, feel it with your tongue. Feel it with your tongue now. I'm, like, practically guiding them on this, like, guided tour of their tooth. I'm like, okay, take your tongue and feel the corners and notice how smooth it is. Ooh, isn't it, like, wonderful? And then at this point, they're like, uh, I guess. And then I'm like, isn't it so crazy how, like, you can't even tell where the margins are? Like, it's, it's like, it's your real tooth. Isn't it amazing? And then at this point, they're just like, can I go home now? (laughs) And, like, this happens more often than I would like to admit, okay? So, this, my friends, is an example of why you need to provide your own internal validation because the world will simply not provide any of it for you. Not even one crumb. Even if you did such a good job and you truly could never even tell that that tooth had a filling. Not at all. Not even the slightest crumb. So, one thing I tell myself that helps with this idea of internal validation is that you can't hate yourself blank. Meaning, you can't hate yourself successful. You can't hate yourself talented. You can't hate yourself skinny, you can't hate yourself to a pass, whatever it is, you have got to be on the same team as yourself. Otherwise, you're making it so much harder for yourself. And like, life is already hard, okay? There are people already out there that want what you want, that want to see you fail, whatever. Don't make it any harder than it has to be and be on your own side. That's really all I have to say on that end. Last but not least, the third component to the villain era is rejecting people pleasing. So you are not responsible for other people's happiness. That's a quote that we hear time and time again. Uh, But one thing that really stuck with me, this is also from actually an Anna Akana video that I saw in the past, something like this, somewhere along the lines. We 
and I think especially as women, but we as a society have this idea that we have to give other people a pleasant experience, right? Like we have to feel like we're five stars to feel like we're worthy. When you're a kid at school, you're supposed to be a good kid at those like parent teacher conferences. When you're out with friends, you're supposed to be a fun time. When you're with a spouse or fiance or partner, or like even when you're just dating someone in, in the new stages, you're responsible for the other, you feel like you're responsible for the other person's mood and well-being. When really that's like completely false. You are not responsible for the guy you're seeing's mood. You are not responsible for your friends having a good time. And the only thing you should focus on in life is just like showing up as yourself. Ultimately, as much as some people can act like we're all these big bad villains, these these big bad moto, moto dojos. Oh, wait, I said it right this time. Moto dojo. No, it's back. We all think we're these big bad mojo jojos that don't care about what other people think. But we have to realize is that we all consciously you know, feel some of this because it is part of an evolutionary trait to care. Like caring about your social status and being accepted by a pack was survival because it kept you safe back when you had to be in a herd. Also, fun fact, your internal voice, like the your self-talk, the thing that's telling you you're doing great or the thing that's telling you everyone hates you and you're going to die alone and be a friendless loser. That's also an evolutionary trait that was created to help you stay alive. So that too is something that you have to realize, like you didn't ask for this, but you still have to learn how to control it, right? So this is part of why social media is actually so insidious because I feel like it affects such a deep like part of us for our like worthiness. But essentially, we can't exactly expect to live completely without putting any stock in what other people think about us. Like to a certain extent, we really do care and maybe should care about what our significant others think, what our in-laws think, what our friends think. Like maybe that's good too. Maybe that's what keeps us compassionate and kind. And yes, it's possible to be a compassionate villain. Okay. I would like to think that Modo Dojo was a little compassionate. Anyways, the bottom line is more so don't put so much stock in it and in what other people think, because at the end of the day, this helps kind of take the weight off of other people's opinions is realizing that at the end of the day, everyone is simply projecting. So that little thing that someone else does that you think is so annoying, it's actually annoying to you because either you do it too and you hate that about yourself or and you feel like you see yourself in them or it's because you wish you could do it too and you're envious that they have that trait or that they get to act that way because like maybe you never did as a child or something, you know? So you can see how it can get a little messy when literally everyone is just soothing our egos and projecting. So at the end of the day, yes, care about what other people think, but don't take all of it to heart and definitely don't spend your precious life like wasting time thinking about what other people think of you because you know who you are and at the end of the day, you control that narrative, you beautiful main character villain. Anyways, that is all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed this solo episode and that, you know, me and Mojo Dojo held it down without Jimmy. Um, yeah. Again, I know I mentioned it before, but if you guys like what you heard, please, please, please leave a rating and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I was so excited last week. Someone else left one and it was such a good one. I read it dramatically to Jimmy like three times that week. So please, please provide some good nighttime stories for Jimmy and I by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts leaving a review or a rating on Apple Podcast or leaving a rating on Spotify. That's all I have for this week. I'll see you guys next week. Bye!